0: Hey, Mason, do you know what time it is?
1: Hey, it's coffee time.
0: Yes, obviously. It's also time to start giving out hints as to what we'd like to get this holiday season.
1: Oh, man, you're right. You know, if I don't tell people what I want, who knows what they're going to (laughs) find.
0: Now, I don't know about you, but I don't need any more camera lens. Coffee cups.
1: Yeah, and I'm all set for I Shoot Raw t shirts. (laughs) (laughs)
0: So, you're a gadget geek. Uh, How about we talk about the photo gear any good photo girls and boys would love to find under the tree this year? Oh boy, I get to talk about gear. You know what? Let's photocombobulate this.
1: Buying presents for us photographers is pretty tricky business.
0: We're here to help you make that list and check it twice.
1: Because getting gear you'll actually use is really, really nice.
0: This is Photo Combobulate, and I'm Jeff Carlson. And I'm
1: Santa. No, I'm Mason Marsh. You know, I don't know about you, Jeff, but this time of year is always kind of difficult for me because my loved ones, they come to me and they say, you know what? We need to know what you want for Christmas and we're not going to buy you a lens. So don't ask. (laughs) (laughs) And I always have this trouble because I do, I would love to have new lenses. But when you're talking about lenses like this one, this 50 millimeter, which I just adore, this is a huge investment. And I don't expect any of my loved ones to drop that kind of coin for my holiday gifts. We end up looking at The lower end stuff, the the little gadgets, right?
0: I've tried the trick of, well, maybe you can just give me money that I could put towards a lens. And they're all like, no, we're not just going to shovel cash at you. It's just not a real gifty thing to do. It's always appreciated. but So we start to think about little gadgety things. I don't know about you. I was actually a little trepidatious getting into this topic when you brought this up because there have been so many photographer gift guides over the years, and a lot of it is trying to hit a price point, a little Mm. like accessory price point, something your friends and family can give you, but I don't know, a lot of it's crap. I mean, there's just so (laughs) much crap out there, like the camera lens coffee mugs, and I don't blame anybody who's given me those, but... It was a neat idea and photographers, we just tend to keep getting them. Uh-huh. So that's not really a whole lot of fun.
1: I feel bad for people because it would be like me trying to buy a gift for a musician friend. You're like, well, I don't know what you need. I don't know what you have. I don't know what you want. I don't know what you need. I could make a guess and then you just laugh at what I get you. So in the holiday spirit, which, you know, the, the kindness and the, the love that goes into this, this gift buying experience – I think it, it's on us as photographers to tell our loved ones, to help them make a list of things that we could actually use. So they don't end up going out and buying stuff that nobody really needs because yeah. you're right, Jeff, there's a lot of garbage out there and I've bought a lot of garbage over the years mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I've given away a lot of garbage, I've thrown away a lot of garbage that I bought that I wish I could get that money back. And so we're here today to talk about things that aren't going to break the bank, but that photographers really could use. Now, we were talking before we started recording. One of the challenges with this is if it's not a hugely expensive item, as soon as I realize I want it, I usually end up just going out and buying it. Yeah, I'm pretty spoiled that way. So for me, it's really hard. This is a really hard time here to come up with a list of stuff that I don't already have. Yeah. So we're going to try to help people build up a list. We have accumulated a lot of stuff and we're going to share the things that I actually use, the stuff that I really, really have come to appreciate. And if it turns out, folks who are listening and, and watching, if it's not on your list, put it on your list. This is stuff that we use. This is stuff that we love. And so I've got some things arrayed right on my desk. Uh, you've got some things that mm-hmm. we're going to share. Don't worry about taking notes. Um, we're going to have all of these things in the show notes. So we'll have full descriptions and all this. This show, set of show notes can be pretty long. So we'll have yeah. all of this stuff. But know that everything we're going to share today is truly useful, truly good stuff, and none of it is going to break the bank. Exactly.
0: I will also point out, just for trivia and so we can put it in the show notes, you and I wrote an article a couple of years ago for DP Review. We did a gift guide for them, but it was very intentionally – really bad gift ideas for photographers so go go check it out we were just reacting to so many gift guides being coming out and we wanted to do something different and our editor at the time loved the idea so yeah. Uh, don't actually buy any of those things, but but go check out the article. <laughs> we'll put it in the notes. Actually, before we start, one last thing. Just as a reminder, we do a video version of this. It's a lightly edited video version. And so we're going to be holding up things. If you are thinking to yourself, wow, that sounds good, but I have no sense of whether it's really large or if it's handheld or whatever, uh, go skim through the video and you'll be able to see what we're talking about for most of these things. Sounds great. okay. Yep, definitely. All
1: right. So um, do you want to start small and go big or how do you want to do this, Jeff?
0: I'm going to be completely random because oh, some of the things that I have here are, are just things that I use every day. There are some things that I found useful on our recent trip. It's now a requirement that we have to mention our, our big trip on every episode now because it was such a good trip. <laughs> so I'm going to start off. With something that doesn't really have to do with photography per se, but can be very helpful for photographers. So what I have here is a little USB battery bank. Mm, However, nice. it's not just a USB battery bank. It also has a light on it. But that's not the feature. The feature about this is that... Sorry, it was bright. Uh, <laughs> I just turned on the light and fried my camera. So uh, never mind. Um, So this is actually a hand warmer. Oh, yes.
1: I remember this.
0: They have little USB-powered hand warmers. And it it totally makes sense because you get these little USB um, charging battery banks, and they tend to get warm anyway. And I think somebody said, well, what if we took off the protective shielding and just let it run hot? (laughs) I'm sure that's not how it works, but <laughs> It'd um, it, was, <laughs> it would be great if it was. Though it would be great if it was, because there are times when you're a photographer, you are out in the cold. When we were at the bristlecone pine forest, my hands got really freezing, and so I had a couple of these. I put one in each pocket, and while my camera was doing a thirty-second exposure, I could just put my hands in my pockets and warm up my hands a little bit. They aren't very expensive. They're like 20 or $30. This is an old one that I'm holding up. Uh, I don't even know if it has a... Oh, Human Creations is the company. But these are also the types of things that you can recharge. So it gives you a light. It gives you a way to recharge your phone if you need to. There's a USB-A port on it. Uh, I think some of them probably have a USB-C port, which would be nice. And you don't have to stock up on a whole bunch of those disposable hand warmers which are also good but they're disposable and they just get thrown away and this is nice and reusable
1: that is really cool in fact that's going to go on my my list so Excellent. there's there's one thing i could put on my list because I, I was jealous of you having those on the trip and i thought wow that's just brilliant to have something that's more than one use -hmm. Is always a great thing to have if you're, especially if you're a traveling photographer and space is is kind of critical. So having something that can double as a as a battery bank for your camera or for your iPhone or whatever, but also be a hand warmer. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. I'm glad you shared that. So I'm gonna share a little thing. This is something, this is actually a company out of Seattle. They're called Hero Clip, and it's a carabiner. Looks just like a normal carabiner kind of, except this particular kind. This is the large version. They have come in all different sizes. If you open it up, it has a hook that deploys and it's got a swivel on it. And what I use these for is if I have to hang my camera bag up, I don't want to lay it on the ground. Maybe it's muddy. So maybe I want to hang it on my tripod or on a bench or a branch or anything like that. A lot of times I'll be somewhere where there's like a railing that can hang Mm -hmm. this on there. And it's got a little rubber nib and it's very cleverly designed and they come in lots of different cool colors. But this is called the Hero Clip. Not very expensive. So it's kind of a stocking stuffer level gift. I think you can also get them in sets. So if you want to go crazy and get some new sets of these. But this is something I always have in my camera bag and I just love it it it's a very clever uh, invention and a small company that i like to support so hero clip number one nice nice Uh, about how expensive is it Uh, i think the large ones are about 20 25 bucks and then they go down totally fine
0: yeah totally Totally fine fine. yeah in fact before we started recording this uh, my wife was like all right well make sure that i know some things that i can possibly get you so i'll email that awesome (laughs) Okay, so the next thing that I have is a little bit more expensive, but for what it is, it's not that expensive. And it is a portable SSD. Mm. Yep. So a solid state drive. Now, these are things that in the past, I've gone through so many little portable hard drives so that I can offload pictures when I'm traveling. And. It's always been just enough of a hassle that maybe I don't always do it, right? Mm -hmm. So a portable SSD, SSDs, it's solid-state memory. It's very, very fast. And they connect via USB-C, so also very fast. And there are a number of different ones. Like uh, one here I have here is a Samsung T5, which is an older model. Now I think there's a Samsung T7, which is... Uh, the more recent one, and it gets like right around, I want to say a thousand megabits per second.
1: Mm, that's pretty fast.
0: It's basically fast enough that you can run your computer from it mm-hmm. if, if you have a, a boot thing. When I'm shooting video and editing video, I put all the video on the, the SSD so I'm not completely filling up my internal hard drive. And there's no issues with performance there. Uh, there's all SanDisk also has. A model. Uh, this is the SanDisk Extreme Pro portable SSD. And it's got like a little. Hey, notch, you can
1: hook a hero clip to that. You could hook like, a
0: hero clip to it, exactly. Not and, sure why you would, but. <laughs> and, and surprisingly, uh, for SSDs, these are not that expensive anymore. They used to be. So I think you can get 500 gigs or maybe even a terabyte for under $100 now, which mm-hmm. is. Completely useful. Yeah, the one oh, I've you got have one is too.
1: G Tech one, which I think is technologically it's a, identical to the Sandisk. This is a one terabyte little mm-hmm. one, and I actually found this on Amazon Warehouse. That's a great place to look for stuff like this for like seventy bucks. And it's a one terabyte little SSD, and it's pretty fast. And it USB C, so I actually can use it with my iPad Pro. And so if I want to back up in the field, you know, I can offload my photos from my cards onto the iPad pro and I can make a duplicate backup to this. And then I keep this in my camera bag. So if I lose my iPad, I have my backup with me. And it's, so they're so, so tiny. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Great, great tip. Very
0: very tiny shock absorbent. Like you you just don't have to worry about all the things that you used to with, with uh, old spinning hard drives.
1: And they're bus powered. This is important to remember. You don't need any special adapters or power cords or anything for it. They they're powered by the cord that connects them to the device.
0: So, yep, pretty awesome. Excellent. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good.
1: I've got a fun one. You know, i I ran into a guy this early this summer when I was traveling with my family. We were in the Tetons, and I met a photographer named Frank Ruggles, who unfortunately passed away like two weeks after I met him. But he was retracing Ansel Adams' steps and had the same camera that Ansel Adams used and um, shot the same film that Ansel Adams used and was going to the same places and saying, here's what it looks like now, you know, years, decades later uh, in the same place. He's going through all the national parks. So I saw him in the Tetons, really enjoyed this guy. One of the things he was doing was he was taking meticulous notes. And he said that one of the problems with Following Ansel Adams, Ansel Adams kept horrible notes. He didn't hardly write anything (laughs) down. And I write down a lot of things. I'm getting older, and so I like to write stuff down. It's not that I forget stuff. It just helps me stay organized. And I've really fallen in love with these little field notes, notebooks. And I've got one in my camera bag. I carry one. I always have one on my desk. Anytime I want to remember something or keep a list or something like that, a to-do list, I just throw it in here, and I fill these up fairly fast. Now, what I've found with these because they're small and pocketable it's uh, so convenient is if I just sort of tuck them in here and there and have them around, I'll always have one handy. They're they're not super cheap. You can go buy a, you know, plain white paper notebook somewhere really cheap. Mm-hmm. But I, lo- I love these because there's a place inside to write your name. It's got, it's just, they're just clever. And the covers <laughs> are always fun. And I'm a design guy. I like things that are designed well. And so I love the way they design yeah. these. And I actually ended up, um subscribing. They have a subscription service. So if you're looking for a gift for somebody that's going to keep on giving all year, you can pay for a year subscription and they put out quarterly editions, special editions every quarter. And so whoever you buy this for would get a package four times a year that has special notebooks and they get several in each package. So it actually turns out to be cheaper than buying them individually. But because it's a subscription, it's also sort of a surprise. These packages just sort of pop up, and each one's different. So um, Field Notes, really cool. I really like these little things. Nice. Putting this one back on my stack of Field Notebooks right here.
0: <laughs> you know you can write your name in any notebook. Yes. It doesn't have to, yes. have, it doesn't have to say name and then have a little underline thing. But I, I, I get, it. I you get, get it.
1: it. You get it. You get it.
0: One of the things that we mentioned when I was talking about our last trip is that I had a fun little experience of having my brand new iPhone 13 Pro fall off the tripod, land on the ground, face first into a granite rock and broke my screen after a single week.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I'm not still bitter about that. No, No, not at all. No, I'm, I'm not shaking my fist at the universe. However... My problem there was that I have a Peak Design tripod, and I love the Peak Design tripod, and it has this very clever little uh, iPhone mount that sticks in the shaft, and you, you pull it out, and you can use that. Well, it turns out that when you're trying to shoot the stars, and you angle the tripod head way back, it just doesn't have any grip to it to hold the phone, and so the phone fell out. That's bad. Now. Now I've told my sad story. So here's the good part. I also have another iPhone accessory that I should have been using at the time. And I didn't because I was trying to be quick and hurry. It's called the Glyph, G-L-I-F. And it's made by this little company called Studio Neat. It's $28. And it has a couple things going for it. One, it has a little lever that locks in the tripod holder. That clamps the phone? It clamps the phone, yeah. Okay. I should should describe this for people who aren't watching the video. It's basically like a very narrow C, and part of it is spring-loaded, so you you can put your phone in no matter what phone you have, and then once it's there, you lock it in place. The material, it's like slightly plasticky rubbery, Mm -hmm. and so that would have helped me to hold my phone because I do not have a case and therefore, that's not well, one.
1: It's not just springs holding it around the phone. There's a, that clamp there, so it's a re, it's there's locked down once you've got it on there. Yes,
0: yes, that's and awesome. then, that's a huge part. And yeah. then it also has um, three just sort of standard. Uh, what is that? Three, they're quarter, three, 20. So, quarter twenty. So quarter twenty. Mm-hmm. What are they openings? <laughs> yeah. What's the, the What's the term?
1: <laughs> <laughs> they're quarter twenty threaded um, little little openings holes. <laughs> that you would, okay. you okay. could thread a tripod, you know. I would actually, if I had one of those, I would actually put a little plate on it, and so you could screw <laughs> a little peak design capture plate or something uh-huh. like that to it, that would clamp into your tripod head.
0: Yes, yeah. uh, Actually, uh, I did have one uh, on on this, um, and this is the one where I I took my plate off of here so that I could connect it to the one hundred to four hundred millimeter lens that I rented. Mm-hmm. And then when I sent the lens back, I forgot to take the the plate off. So, uh, Lens Rentals now has, or Borrow Lenses uh, now has another plate that they can throw on the pile that people forget to yeah. take off their lenses. Anyway. Yeah, uh, if, it, you it, to,
1: it, if you go to borrowlenses.com, <clears throat> they probably have those for like four bucks. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you can buy yours
0: back. <laughs> I should. So uh, it, it's it's the Glyph. It's really handy. I've actually used them for, for several years. I had uh, one that had like a, a, like the older style wasn't as, as good, but it still held things in place. And this is it's just a great design.
1: That's really cool. I like how it has the quarter 20 holes on all the sides. And so you can choose how the one is mounted. I actually have a lot of little clamps and things that have the quarter 20 posts on them and that you could attach mm-hmm. that little tripod, tabletop tripods and things like that. So that's really handy. I like that. I'm going to stay with, uh, Small handy tech stuff and show off this little LED light panel. This is an aperture, and we use this on our trip. It's got a whole bunch of these little light emitting diodes, right? These little lights. And this one actually has an adjustable color temperature, and they make different models of this. And the company is Aperture. I don't know how you say it properly.
0: A-P-U-T-U-R-E. A p u t u r e. Yeah, Aperture. Yeah,
1: Aperture maybe. Um, <laughs> but you can adjust the, the the brightness of this, but also the color balance, so you can make it warmer or closer to daylight, uh, or all the way to daylight. One of the things I really enjoyed about this was when we were out shooting the bristlecone pines on our trip. Um, I kept turning it down as it got darker and darker. I kept turning it down, turning it down. And I was all the way down to 1%. And this is 1% right now. And it's bright enough that when I shine it at the camera, it actually adjusts the aperture on the camera. But yeah. um, it gets pretty bright. And this little thing is tiny and it's, it's USB-C chargeable. So it's got an internal battery bank that's that's rechargeable. It's magnetic. So the back has got magnets on it. So you can slap it to anything metal Ooh. or anything steel, I should say. Uh, and the other thing that's really nice about this is it comes with this diffuser. So it's got this silicone diffuser that just pops onto it and makes it a nice little soft box. And so you can use this as a video light. But like I said, we were using it as a kind of light painting, long exposure just area light on our trip and it's super handy and it doesn't take up much room at all in the camera bag. So if I ever think that I might need a light, I'll just throw this in there. It doesn't take up much room at all. So this is the little aperture. I'll put the model number because that doesn't say it on here. But one thing I will say is they do have a version of this now that does all different colors and you can control it with your phone. And so you can make it red or blue or green or whatever. So, You can have a lot of fun with these. We'll put them in the the show notes. A very cool little idea.
0: And how how much do they run?
1: About a hundred bucks, I think. Oh, Um, that's not bad. Yeah. They're not bad and they're super durable. So I, I see this one. I could beat on this for years. It'd be fine.
0: Yeah. I have a little, uh, portable led actually like the, the light. If you're looking on the video in the corner, that that's from one, uh, because I didn't want to spend a whole lot of money, but I needed some sort of light and it's, you know, it was like 20 or 30 bucks and it's fine, mm-hmm. but it's big and it's chunky and it, you have to put batteries on it. And so that's a really good example of something where you're going to spend a little bit more money and get a lot of practical, good, positive things out of it, rather than saying, oh, I'm just going to spend 20 bucks. And then you get a 20 buck thing. I mean, this is something that I'm sure we're going to talk about at some point when we start talking about tripods, you know, the whole thing of you can spend X amount now, which sounds really expensive, or you can buy five different tripods and end up spending twice as much. Uh So one of these little aperture things, uh, that's, that's rather appealing. It's Hmm.
1: very nice. And I do have cheaper versions that have, Given up the ghost, right? They've they've gone mm-hmm. out at me at very unopportune times, or they take AA batteries. Then and it's just a hassle having stuff. I've really tried to move towards having uh, all of my devices chargeable by USB C. That's my goal, and I'm mm. really close. I've down to just a couple of things, and so I, I just I love that. And I do want to echo what you said. I think it's an important message. I want to add to it. It's the buy ones, cry once sort of saying. <laughs> It does hurt when you buy stuff that's that's expensive or put it on the Christmas list and say, hey, I know this is hundred bucks, but I really want it. People kind of like, well, I went on Amazon and they had a whole bunch of knockoffs that were $20. Why do you want the hundred dollar ones? And, and this is definitely something I would hear from people that love me. And I would say to that, I want to just buy this once. I just want to get this once and I don't want it to fail on me. And I don't want to waste stuff. I think we spend a lot of time and a lot of money chasing down stuff that isn't dependable and ends up going into the landfill. And frankly, if it's got a battery in it, that's, that's bad. You should not be throwing that stuff away. Since we're talking about lights and we're talking about things that are worth extra money. I'm just going to go ahead and add in one more real quick here. Oh, sure. Just
0: just jump ahead of me. That's fine. (laughs) I'm I'm (laughs) staying with the light theme. So this is another, okay, go ahead.
1: Another led. This is a headlamp. And I, I am somebody who believes that every photographer needs a headlamp in their bag. You always, you need to have your hands free. You need to have light to work with if you're staying out before or after the sun is up. And yeah. having a really good headlamp is critical. And there are tons of cheap headlamps out there. You can go to Costco and buy a 12-pack probably. But this company, I really, really like. They're called BioLite, B-I-O-L-I-T-E, you know, again, show notes. They have three different powers of headlamps and what i really like about theirs is all rechargeable and this one has a bigger battery on the back and it has a little port where you can plug in a usb cord but they last a long time because they're leds they don't use up the batteries as fast this one has a very low profile light on the front and it has a hinge and so you can aim it down or you can pop it back up but it is super bright And it has two different styles of light. You can use a spotlight or a floodlight, depending on the type of work you want to do. And it doesn't weigh much. And so it's not this big, heavy thing hanging out the front of your head, which is a hassle. Mm -hmm. really believe in these. I've never had a problem. I've got a couple of different kinds of these from BioLite. The smaller one I use every day when I go on my walks in the morning. And it lasts three or four hours on a charge. This one will last probably 12 hours on a charge. So... Depending on what you're doing, um, you may want the bigger, brighter headlamp. These yeah. are awesome. Can't say enough about this company. They're a wonderful little company out of New York called BioLite. All
0: right. So I'm going to jump on there a little bit when since we're talking about power, and I'm going to recommend a battery charger. Now, early on, I would buy a whole bunch of batteries, and I, I still have a bunch of batteries, but... Once the battery was expired, sorry, camera battery, Okay. uh, once it expired, I had to just set it aside and wait until we got back to a hotel room or something so that I could recharge the batteries. And you don't want to run into a situation where you're shooting all day. And you don't have any more batteries because, of course, that's when the sky is going to be amazing. and (laughs) You're going to be standing there with your thumb in your ear trying to figure out how you can make pictures from no battery. So I bought this. uh, It's called a Nightcore FX1 digital USB camera battery charger. This might have a, a different name depending on the type of battery that your camera uses. But it is a little battery charger. It doesn't have power inside of it so you plug it into a battery bank or even a USB plug plugged into the wall but what's nice about it is it has two slots so you can, you can do two batteries at the same time and it's not big and bulky and it's got a little LED readout that will tell you uh, sorry LCD readout that gives you you know the, the the status of the batteries and when they're going to be charged and all that kind of stuff but it's small and and it's handy and you can just have some batteries charging while you are, you know, out shooting or traveling from place to place and, and not have that anxiety of, oh, man, did I bring enough batteries? And in fact, it turns out on our trip, I had bought two new batteries and I pretty much only used them. I didn't have to mm-hmm. dig in for some of my, my older ones that don't have as good of a charge anymore. So that was kind of nice.
1: Yeah, I've I've got one just like that. Um, little two-port drop-in, you know, battery charger. And I love it because mine doesn't have an L C D. It's got just lights. And so it's a green light or a red light, depending on how the battery's looking. And what I right. love about it is you can always have one in the charger and use the other battery out of it and just just swap them in and out. And it's really simple. Things that are simple like that are, are worth their weight in gold because you're not having to hassle with does it have a special cord that you need to plug into the wall? Does it have a big old brick with it? You know that sort of thing. Right. Any USB cord that you have in your bag is gonna gonna power that.
0: I love that. Yeah. I don't have a specific thing to point to here, but I've come to believe that having some sort of battery bank is essential now. If you're going to be doing anything. And so you can go to Anchor or there are a million different companies that maybe not a million. There are a lot of different companies. Seems like a million. (laughs) Seems like a million that that make these. And in fact, uh, when we were on our trip, you had sort of a a robust one just to charge your iPad Mm -hmm. at night. And we had uh, I think you were also charging uh, your drone batteries at one point having some sort of extra battery is super useful. They're easy to find. They're inexpensive. And you won't be like me on a camping trip once where I decided that I needed to charge my laptop and I just charged it from my car and then depleted my car battery and had to get the car jumped. And after that, I was like, never again. Yeah,
1: that's a lesson you learned once. So I I will echo this. I, I think these USB battery banks, if you're wondering if, you, if someone needs one, they do. You know, it, <laughs> yes. it doesn't have to be a photographer. I use mine to charge my phone and my iPad, like you said, my headlamps, my cameras. And one of the things that I love about our modern mirrorless cameras is almost all of them now are USB-C chargeable. And mm, so yes. in if you have one of these battery banks in your camera bag and a cord, so I have a spot in my camera bag where I put one of these batteries and I run a cord. And if I need to top off the battery in my camera, I just plug it in inside the bag and zip it up. And while I'm driving or walking or whatever, it's charging that battery. And then you know, it's just unplug it and you, your camera's ready to go. So having that USB C or USB, I guess it's any kind of USB um, yeah. battery bank is just a use, useful item, even if you're not a photographer. So. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> so Jeff, I think anything, uh anytime a photographer does anything with their camera gear, they're gonna get it a little bit dirty. And so having stuff to clean your camera gear in the field and back at home is always something you need. And if you don't have one of these, this is a Giotto's rocket blower. And it seems like everybody's probably got one, but you know, maybe you need to, <laughs> I have this yeah. big one that I keep at home, this giant rocket blower. Um, but it's really so big that it's not practical to have in the camera bag. So I actually have the small one. It's kind of a little round ball with the same red tube on it that I carry in my camera bag. So these are super cheap. They're like 20 bucks or less and they're awesome. They're just, everybody needs one of these. And this is to clean off your sensor, blow dust off the front element of your lens, uh, back element of your lens, uh, anything that you need to apply some pressurized air to. When it comes time to clean the camera, you're back in the hotel room or you're back home, you can use a microfiber cloth and then clean it. And that's totally fine. It can't have enough my- microfiber cloths. But I've actually found now that I have glasses that I use these a lot. These are Kimtech Tech uh, wipes. And they're a special type of tissue. They look just like a normal tissue, right? But they have no lint. There's no fibers that come off of this. And so they're great for cleaning the delicate glass surfaces of our camera lenses, our glasses, things like that. Uh, And these are really inexpensive. And I think if you go on Amazon... You can buy like six of these boxes for like 20 bucks, which seems like a lot for tissues, but these are special tissues. And so I have one of these in my car. I have one here in my office. Um, I don't carry one in my camera bag, but when it comes time to sit down and do a thorough cleaning of my camera gear, I reach for these. I really
0: like them. Very cool. That's also really nice because I have, at one point I bought a, you know, a box of, you know, a hundred or 200 or whatever uh, lens wipes, which are great, but Each one is individually packaged. You use it, it dries out, and you have to throw it away, and you're throwing away the packaging. Mm -hmm. And I just feel kind of guilty every time I use it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Um, Although I have a question that's unrelated to this, that I just have this question. I'm going to throw it out to you. Microfiber cloths, they get smeary and grungy after a while. Mm -hmm. Can you just throw them in the wash? I do. In fact, okay. I
1: have a little mesh bag that I found. Patagonia sells one called the Guppies Guppy Friend, <laughs> something like that. I'll look it up okay. put it in the show notes. But anytime you have small items that need to be run through the wash, but you're worried about them getting you know, disappeared, a great thing to do is put them in a mesh bag that has a drawstring, and then you, you throw them in there and they steal. So I wash my microfiber cloths all the time. I just put them in with my laundry and... I haven't had any yeah. problems with that but because they do. They get oils and things on them and you're cleaning your lens. You're like, why is it not clean? it's not cleaning anymore? And you definitely exactly. don't want to use those microfiber cloths if there's any chance you got any kind of grit on. You don't want to be rubbing your camera or your lenses with something that's going to scratch. So going with the Kim wipes or uh, a nice clean microfiber cloth is the way to go.
0: Excellent. Okay. I kind of thought so, but strangely, I just have these cloths that I just don't use anymore because I didn't know if it was going to mess them up. I didn't spring for the $20 Apple polishing cloth that they are now selling that's back ordered until sometime next year. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah, I didn't either. I looked at it and I was like, wow, that's a microfiber cloth. That's really cool. I've got like a hundred of Wow.
0: <laughs> so. Okay. However, uh, I didn't intend for this to be a nice transition, but it it works this way because one of the things that I bought actually, I had to take my laptop into the Apple store at one point. And if you use any laptop, you get grease from your fingers that are on the keyboard, and some of it transfers to the screen, and it's really annoying. I'm I'm one of those people who I don't want anybody touching my screen, and I don't touch my screen, and yet it still gets. Kind of grungy mm-hmm. anyway, just from normal use. And the Apple Genius pulled out this spray stuff and wiped it down just like super quick. I was like, oh my God, what is that? So my next thing is this product called Whoosh. It's W H O O S H with an exclamation point. Oh. <laughs> and it's a screen cleaner. Nice. And it's it's some sort of solvent that is good for screens. And it comes with a a nice microfiber cloth. You can get them in little small packages. But I just bought, you know, it's like a 16-ounce spray bottle. Oh, cool. And it works amazingly to just get the stuff off your screen and keep it clean. And especially if you are a photographer and you're working on your photos and you're trying to get rid of spots, sensor spots, that aren't going away, and you realize, oh, no, that's just a thing on my screen. (laughs) How many times does this happen? You can't
1: clone out those little spots on your screen, can you?
0: Exactly, exactly. So it's called Wish. Um, Again, it's like $17, $18 for this. Um, Actually, it might even be cheaper than that. That sounds great. Have you used it on your
1: cameras at all? Have you ever tried on your lenses?
0: I have not, although – um I, I mean it says it's best for smartphones, iPads, eyeglasses, e-readers. It seems so like it would work on a lens eh? It seems like it would, yeah.
1: I, I you know what, grab your best lens and give it a try, Jeff.
0: I'll do that. <laughs> I'll I will grab your best <laughs> lens. Oh no, no, you're you're in a different city. Crap.
1: I actually yeah. am almost out of my spray cleaner, so I'm gonna order some of that. Actually, oh wait, I'll put it on my, my list, I'll put it on my Christmas list. That's a there good idea. There you
0: go. See Mush. Whoosh, because everybody wants to give a photographer
1: a, what is this? It's a screen cleaner. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to put that on my whoosh list. My whoosh list. Yeah. Oh, bad. So I want to stick with Apple stuff and just mention these, these have nothing to do with photography, but what they're is great that? if you want to listen to your favorite photography podcast while you're out on a walk, right?
0: Oh, what would that be?
1: The AirPods, Jeff. If, if, no, no, if which podcast? If you don't... Which
0: podcast? Oh, Photo oh, oh,
1: photocombobulate, of course.
0: See, we are so good at this so far that we... Just I don't completely even, missed yeah, each, other's I just miss each other's cues.
1: Missed each other's <laughs> cues.
0: So Mason, what have you got? Go ahead. <laughs>
1: these are AirPods, Jeff. Um, these AirPods. Are the, uh, mine are the AirPods Pro, which fit oh. in my ears better. I, the other ones fall out, but I like these. Uh, they fit in my ears better. I wear these every day. I go on a walk every morning, and I love these things. I always have them around because several times a day, I'm like, I'm just going to listen to some music. I'm going to listen to a podcast. Listen to a book. I just love these, and. It turns out AirPods are one of the best products Apple's ever done, as far as a business, right? They're, yeah. I, as I understand it, uh, these are so popular that if they were their own business, they'd be a Fortune 50 company. <laughs> if yeah. AirPods were its own business, isn't that crazy? So the reason that they're really popular is they just they just work. I have lots and lots of Bluetooth headphones. Every single pair I have, aside from my AirPods, every time I put them in, I have to go into Bluetooth settings. I have to figure out where they are. I have to pair them. I have to get them to work. And then one will work and the other one won't. Drives me crazy. But these always work. And I love it. In fact, they work too well. I'll put them in. And <laughs> I'll, I'll leave my phone on the desk and I'll walk into the other room and it will say, do you want to pair it with your iPad, which is sitting on the table? like no you know so i just i love these they're super smart they're super easy and they're rechargeable i can't imagine not having these so even though they're not photography specific that's how you get your photography podcasts is through your your ear holes so put airpods in them huh
0: yeah definitely so i'm going to add a couple of things because i also have some airpods pro and you know when when the airpods were first announced my reaction was like I don't need a wireless thing, come on. And then I got some and I realized that I was completely wrong and I use them all the time and I I literally carry them with me everywhere. They're just always in my left front pocket. One nice thing about the AirPods Pro is it has really good noise cancellation. Mm-hmm. I mean, surprisingly good noise cancellation. So, if you are working in an environment that has some white noise, or you're editing photos and the fans in your laptop decide to spin up really, really loud, <laughs> you know, you don't, you don't really uh, hear hear any of that. So that's really nice. Also, the the AirPods Pro and I think the new AirPods Three that were just recently announced, uh, the case can be charged wirelessly. Yes. So. So, so the AirPods themselves charge in the case. There's a battery in the case, and then to charge the case, you can either plug in a Lightning port, or you can put it on a little Qi Qi Qi. Qi. I'm not sure how to say
1: that. Yeah, Qi. Charger. I think it's
0: Qi. That one of the little charging pads that uh, will will then just charge the case wirelessly. Super super great design, and I can't say enough about them. And in fact. I will point out, not necessarily as a gift thing, but this year I finally, I broke down and I bought the AirPods Max, which are absurd. They're the over-ear headphones. They're only wireless. They cost like $600, which is absurd, although I think people who are like into high-end over the ear headphones were like, yeah, that's like, yeah, that's not no. too expensive. <laughs> um, and and you know, to sort of justify to myself, I did get them on sale, and I used some some Apple credit and all mm-hmm. that. But still, um, I, I resisted for a long time, but the headphones that I had, actually, the headphones that I'm wearing now are some you know fifty dollar Bluetooth headphones that are perfectly fine. While we're recording, I, I have them connected to it by a cable, but. Every single time that I connected, I would have to disconnect and then reconnect to get a good connection. Mm -hmm. And with the Apple ones, because they have a specific, uh, I think it's the U1 chip that's Mm -hmm. built in, because they have this little chip, it just talks to all your devices seamlessly and literally it just works. It blows me away. And so whenever I think that, oh, I really shouldn't have spent that much money on these headphones and every single day I put them on and it works and I have noise cancellation. Um, My wife and I work in the same office area at home. And so I'm, I'm typically wearing headphones most of the day. Absolutely worth it.
1: Yeah. If you're going to be using something hours and hours and hours every day, get, yeah, get good stuff because you'll save your sanity. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. I wear my AirPods, um, at least 3 or 4 hours a day. And if I'm at my desk a lot of times I'm wearing my other bluetooth headphones. I haven't sprung it for the max ones, but mm-hmm. uh, eventually I probably will because having good headphones is uh, and the comfortable headphones is so important because it'll yeah. you know after a while it really you'll suffer. All so right, let's yeah, get totally. back to some photo stuff. Did you have something?
0: I think I just said another something which was, was stuff, the, stuff, the, the stuff AirPods or? Max.
1: <laughs> so we'll stick with audio kind of stuff here. Loosely sure. related, right?
0: Loosely related. I
1: I don't do a lot of video, my camera gear, but I've, I'm starting to do more and I'm trying to do more. And I love those little, you just held up one, these little um, uh-huh. Rode uh, Wireless Go microphone set. So it's just a little wireless microphone. But one of the problems I had was it came in this little case, which is adorable, this little Rode case. Everything was sort of just jammed in there. And Shimoda Designs has come up with these little, yeah, Jeff's holding up. It's just all, it's just a yeah. little neoprene pouch, right?
0: It's, it's a little pouch that doesn't quite fit everything that they include, which yeah. is really annoying. So yeah. Once ahead. you
1: get all the cords and everything and the little, little dead cat wind protection, it's just yeah. jammed in there. And so Shimoda Designs has this new, uh, small pouch. I think it's the mini pouch, mini wrap. Sorry. It's the mini wrap and it's perfectly sized for the road wireless go, but you could use these with any small accessories that you want to keep handy. And it's just Velcro shut and it's got a place to put a belt or you put on a strap on the side of your camera bag, or I just tuck this in the camera bag, but this is a great little pouch. And one of the things I've come to realize, and we'll get into bags here now, Jeff, so st- stand by.
0: That's actually where I was going to <laughs> <next. laughs> so, go next. So full speed ahead.
1: What? I love about bags. What I've come to realize about bags is being able to open something up without having everything spill out on the ground is really nice. And having being able to see where everything is. So These have these clear little pockets, and each one of these is a little pocket. It's just brilliant. I have a similar one. I'm just going to go ahead and seg right into this one. It's another Shoe Designs wrap. This one is for filters. And I use this on our trip, and I just love it. Uh, They have a new version out now, but I actually really like this version. This is holds six filters, and actually this bottom pocket was continuous, and I actually just glued the middle. So now it's got (laughs) six different pockets. But this is where I keep all my filters for my camera, and they're each in their own individual zippered compartment. And I just it just wraps up and it slides into this the empty space in my bag in between the camera unit and the inside of the bag. And it's padded. It protects them, keeps them organized and clean. And it's got a little hanging loop on it. So when I'm using them on my tripod, I can just hang this there. And it's a hanging desk, if you will, for, for these things. So this is the Shimoda three-panel wrap. They have a four-panel wrap and they've got this new filter wrap, too, that they just came out with. So these are great really 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 like these for keeping organized and they're not that expensive. So, great thing to put on a list if you don't have one, you definitely should think about it.
0: Yes, definitely. So, I'm going to transition here, but I don't have anything specific. I'm just going to I'm just going to throw out a need, <laughs> which is something that I realized when we were on our trip. Like you said, being able to open something and and not have everything spill out. Because I have lots of different bags that I've gotten over the years, and they have like two big pockets, and you throw everything in, and you're always rummaging around. So that's important. But I also realized the importance of being able to know exactly where something is so you can reach in and not have to even look for it. Mm -hmm. So you can grab a bag, and you know that when I open this bag in the right zippered pocket, I'm going to find my filter or my extra battery or my my extra SD cards. And I I haven't quite found a good solution to this, but I am now a convert to the go-ahead-and-get-little-bags that you can use for organizing things. And Mm -hmm. you seem to be really on top of this. You have really good bags for all sorts of things. So perhaps I can just throw this back to you and see if you have any recommendations on things... Things to look for because there are lots of things out there, but what you just showed is a a great example of, I know that I'm going to grab this thing and I'm going to grab my remote and there it is.
1: One of the things that I've it took me a long time to learn when it comes to camera bags, and I think I finally learned it, (laughs) is that I can't get by with just one camera bag because (laughs) it might work for some situations, but it's not going to work for others. And so what I've found is I keep all my camera gear now in this closet behind me and depending on what I'm going to be doing. So for instance, I'm heading out of town this weekend. So I'm going to go ahead and bring some camera gear with me, but I'm not bringing everything. It's not like our trip where we went and I brought everything Mm -hmm. (laughs) in the car. This is going to be a trip where I might go out and do some landscape photography. So I'll bring a tripod and I'll bring one of my Shimoda Designs backpacks, camera bag backpacks. But because I'm sort of not married to one bag, I don't want to just keep all my accessories in one bag because then if I want to use a different bag, I've got to pull everything out. So I do, I use these wraps. And so I've got a four panel version of this where I keep all of my accessories, my extra batteries, my remotes, camera cleaning stuff, um, notebook, (laughs) pens, all of these things, Mm -hmm. little lights, Mm -hmm. headlamps, all of this lives in one of these bags. And then when it comes time to head out somewhere, I can open it up. And I can be like, I want to take that out and I want to take that out. And I put those in the pockets of whichever bag I decide to use. Now, I do think that as a photographer carrying, we both use the Shimoda Designs Explorer backpacks. So -hmm. you have the 30 liter version. I have 35 liter version. That's my main bag. But I also have the 25 liter version, which would be great if I'm just heading out for a weekend like this weekend. But sometimes that's too much. You know, if I just want to bring one camera, maybe two lenses and an extra battery, I am going to use a sling bag. And sometimes if I'm in an urban environment uh, and I want to have it in, on front, on my front, I'm going to be in a crowd of people. I don't want to be wearing my backpack. If I'm in a museum or someplace like that, the last thing you want to do is carry a backpack in because they're going to be like, I'm sorry, you're going to put that in a locker. You know, you can't just yeah. walk around in here with that giant backpack on. But having a little sling bag, is wonderful and so this is the peak design everyday sling this is the six liter and i think this is the sweet spot this is a really good size for most mirrorless cameras and a couple of extra lenses they have a three liter version which is really small so if you have a small mirrorless camera like a little panasonic or an olympus or one of the little fujis you could drop that in there with a couple extra lenses in the three liter and it would be fine but the 6-liter will hold a fairly decent-sized camera, uh, like I use the Sony A7 series. I can fit that in there with two two or three lenses in this 6-liter bag. I also have the big one, which is the 10-liter, and that will actually hold my big iPad, and it will hold my long lens, my 100- to 400-millimeter lens. Wow. Um, it's it's kind of monstrous bag, and it's a little big to carry all day. But the 6-liter, I could carry this all day. And it can go on my back or on my front or on my side. Some people probably even be able to pull it off as a fanny pack, but I don't think that I could do that. I don't have that kind of style. <laughs> um, but I do love these bags. I think they're really utilitarian. So this is at the top of my list for people. If you don't have a sling bag to be sort of that extra little camera bag that you oftentimes need if you're just going out for a day. That's something you put on your list. And all of these are right around $100 or less for at Peak Design. So, yeah. really wonderful bags. I want to finish that question though that you had about keeping things organized. I do like little bags, little pouches to put things in. And I think this the Peak Design the Shimoda design that little pouch is great. Peak Design has some field pouches, which are really nice and padded, and they have lots of little compartments in them, little organizers. A lot of those tend to be a little bulky for what we're doing. You just need something really, really small. And so I think what works really, really well is going to a place like REI and getting these little zippered pouches. They're they're not padded. They're just a fabric pouch. Maybe that's water resistant. It just has a single zipper on it. Just a little ditty bag to throw things in. And a lot of times that's all you need. You're just going to carry an extra battery and maybe two SD cards and a couple of lens wipes, you know, you just drop them in there, toss them in your bag. It's a lot better than throwing things loose into your bags, which gets to be a mess. If only we had enough material to talk about bags for a future episode. Stay tuned. Because we got to have a camera bag episode eventually.
0: I have seen your, your bag dungeon. I know bag <laughs> dungeon. You, you have a bag a problem. Reputation? I do have a bag problem. I yeah, love, you do.
1: I love camera bags and I love being organized. I find that it's directly tied to my sanity, being able to find things. I, yeah, I feel like a big chunk of my life is spent looking for stuff, but that, let's not go there. Let's not go there. Talk about let's being, wrap up with that. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's be organized. Even if you're not a photographer, this is a useful item to have. If you're a digital person, right? If you're somebody who uh, uses a computer, maybe you go to a coffee shop with your laptop and you want to work. Getting one of these little tech bags—they're called really important—and I've got several different kinds of tech bags. In fact, most of them are empty down in my camera bag dungeon. <laughs> but this one is special. This is uh, from a really wonderful company called Evergoods. And I turned you onto this this bag, and you got one yourself, I know. Yeah, I love Um, it. This is the Evergood Civic Access Pouch, two liters. And what's amazing about this bag is it's got this special zipper, and it opens like this, and it sits, I don't know if you can see this, sits on a table like this. And you can work out of it. It's got all these kinds of pockets and zippered areas, and it's super, super organized and very thoughtful.
0: Okay, so let me just describe what's going on here for people who aren't watching this. It zippers in a sort of triangular way mm-hmm. rather than just on the top or, or straight open on the top. And so when you open it, that pouch comes out as its own little triangle and sits flat. And then you have this sort of angled wedge yeah, is what the bag turns into, which exposes all the stuff in the larger compartment, and then the small triangle is its own sealed little pouch that you can put sort of most frequently used items. That's that's what I do, like my uh, camera remote and things mm-hmm. like that, and. That also has an access on the outside, on the other side, so you don't have to undo the whole thing. You can just reach in and grab. It's a great design. I love
1: it. Yeah, it's a it's a really inspired design, and it's so well made. Uh, the materials on it and everything are just incredible. I, I want to talk about uh, the inside a little bit because I have like Peak Designs Tech Pouch, and boy, there's, there's a thousand of them out there. And they all have this sort of, slash pockets, and zippered pockets, and expandable pockets. And they all tend to be this very complicated array. What they did with this pouch, with the Civic Access pouch, is they have a center divider that's zippered. And so you could put small items in the zippered compartment. And inside that zippered compartment are a couple of little pockets. So you could put things like SD cards, that sort of thing in there. Yeah. Jeff's, if you're watching the video, Jeff's holding up his, which is packed full of stuff. And so... That floating divider, depending on how you want to arrange the inside, can move front to back. And so you could have really big items. You could actually put your headphones in here. You could put your hard drives, things like that in here. I've got on the pockets on the back, I've got tools on one side, like a Leatherman and a lighter and uh, little screwdriver bits and things like that. And then on the other side, it's sort of things like chapstick and eye drops and things like that. So that's how I keep everything organized. And then in that top part that Jeff was talking about that's accessible from the outside or the inside, that's where I keep all my pens and my Apple pencil and things like that in there. So I have one of these for my computer stuff, sort of non-photography things. And then Mm -hmm. I have one that's all photography kind of cleaning gear. So if I go on a big trip... The photography cleaning gear has uh, stuff I can use to clean my sensor. It's got brushes and wipes and extra pieces and parts and screws and batteries and things for my uh, remotes and camera gear and even uh, to do tripod maintenance. It's got all that stuff in there. So it's sort of my photo toolkit. But then this one that I've been showing uh, on this video is my computer stuff. Now, what I love, another thing I love about it is it's got pockets on the front slash pockets which are perfect for microfiber cloths or business cards things like that Mm -hmm. and it's just it sits on the desk it sits perfectly upright whether it's unzipped or not and once you open it up it's you can be sitting in a coffee shop and not have stuff strewn across the table you have it all organized in your little pouch And when it's time to go you just zip it up and throw it in your bag
0: and there's even a little a little grab strap at the bottom, mm-hmm. if you need to just just like grab it, sort of like a you know suitcase type of thing.
1: Yeah, it's got handles on both sides. Just lovely. I've I've got the signal blue color, which is a limited edition. Evergoods is a very small company in Ooh. Bozeman, Montana, and they they have a few backpacks that they do, and then they have this pouch. And every now and then they'll put out a special edition. And so I got this in blue, which I just love. I think it's just an awesome color. You've got the really cool black one too, which is really nice. Nice. So that's probably enough on bags for, for now. I think that uh, we could definitely do a whole episode at some point on camera bags.
0: Oh, we will. Definitely.
1: I think there's one more thing that always needs to be on the holiday wish list for photographers.
0: I was going to say, because I've I've run out of things on my list. And if you say lens cup, after all, I'm going to reach through the Reach through and punch you in the face. No, don't. So, you don't need
1: to punch me in the face.
0: Oh, okay. But what have you got? I would highly suggest.
1: <laughs> I forgot a really good photo book. This is uh, the <laughs> photographer's guide to Luminar AI, and if you're a Luminar 4 user, there's also the photographer's guide to Luminar 4 by a guy named huh. Jeff Carlson, and I found this book to hmm. be really the definitive guide to a pretty complicated suite of software that we, a lot of us use. And so if you want to support Jeff and uh, buy his latest, one of his latest books, definitely look at Rocky Nook, The Photographer's Guide to Luminar AI. And you can get that on Rocky Nook's website or through Mm -hmm. Amazon, right? Uh,
0: Yes, exactly. And if you go to my website, jeffcarlson.com, I believe if you... It for me, I have a code that will get you some percentage off.
1: Nice, nice. So, check out jeffcarlson.com. You have some other books on the way, but that's, that's really the latest and greatest for this holiday season, right?
0: That's the latest and greatest when it comes to uh camera stuff. I, I just released a book, uh, Take Control of Your Apple Watch, which um is an ebook that has nothing to do with photography, but uh, I write about all sorts of things. So, yeah. yeah.
1: That's great. Other books that I have grabbed this year that I really enjoyed that are photography related. I have a book by Chris Orwig on creativity, which I'll put in the show notes that I think is really mm. great. He's a wonderful photographer out of California. I'm also a fan of Gordon Lang. He's a friend of the show and a friend of ours. He's got a great book on uh, getting it right in camera, sort of shooting for JPEGs. And, and that is not something I typically do, but I really enjoyed his approach in that book. And so I would suggest that book and I'll put that in the show notes. Uh, and then the last one I would suggest is one that I stumbled across when I was getting ready for our trip. And it's a book by Galen Rowell, who's passed away years ago. But he has a book on outdoor photography that I kind of dove back into because he shoots a lot in the Sierra Nevada. So I'll put that in the show notes. I don't remember the full title of it, but I really enjoyed looking through that again and it reminded me just how great he was as a mm-hmm. photographer and as a writer. So I would definitely recommend that. How about you, Jeff? Do you have any books that you would throw in the list?
0: So um, just now published, I mean, literally in the last couple of weeks, I think, is a book by Joe McNally. Oh,
1: yeah. Gosh, how did I forget that one?
0: Because you had some other great
1: ones. And you can get the um, electronic version now. In fact, I read it. It's a wonderful book. Really, really Mm -hmm. love it. It's one of the few photo books I've actually read cover to cover. (laughs) which says a lot. Joe McNally is one of our heroes, one of our favorite photographers. Jeff and I both have gone to workshops with him. He's just a fabulous guy. And this is sort of his life story. And he has obviously lots of great photos in the book. But for me, the part that was really enjoyable, because I've seen most of the photos before, was hearing Mm -hmm. the stories behind his approach and his, you know, kind of his path to where he is today. He's definitely a unique guy. And I just, he's a treasure. And I really enjoyed that book, and I can't remember the name of it either.
0: Um, it is called "The Real Deal."
1: The Real Deal.
0: The Real Deal. Field Notes from the Life of a Working Photographer.
1: It's it's great. The book is better than the title, I will say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to say that I I know you can get the electronic version now, but I'm not sure if the if the paper version is going to be available before the holidays. Thanks to our I global don't
0: shortages. F- think so. Or if so, it's going to be pretty close. Um, Estimated ship date is January 25th. Yeah. So, so. but you know, that's going to be the case with a whole lot of different things. And it's why we are jumping on this fairly early Mm -hmm. to talk about different gift ideas. So another book that I really like is called The Practicing Photographer, which is by Ben Long, who is an amazing educator and photographer. And this is a book that it's, it's essays on developing your photographic practice. And it literally is essays. There are actually <laughs> no photos in the book, but it's a Ooh. great book on making you think about what your photography is and, and working through ruts and just a whole lot of good, practical information. If you've read anything by Ben or watched any of his his YouTube videos, or he does a lot with uh, lynda.com, which is now LinkedIn Learning You know, first of all, he has one of the most amazing voices in the world. And second of all, he's just he's the real deal. Oh, wait a minute. That's that was uh, Joe McNally's. (laughs) The
1: other real deal.
0: The other real deal. He's just he's just warm and inviting. And uh, you just want to hear him talk about pretty much anything he wants to for as long as he wants to. So yeah, so uh, the the practicing photographer, and uh, one uh, last book that I would say that's on my bookshelf here that I just love and and revisit occasionally, is uh, a book by Greg Heisler, mm. Fifty Portraits. I have
1: that one too. I love that book,
0: and uh, it's it's not only a whole bunch of really good portraits. It's a lot of famous people that you know, but it tells how he got the shot. And I I just love stories in this vein because quite often you know, he's dealing with a celebrity or politician or the president of the United States. And he has four minutes Uh to make an amazing shot and how, how you do that. And so just that, that peek into working at that level is just a great insight. Yeah. he's, He's
1: amazing. He's amazing. Yeah. I'm going to add one more book because I will say this. I want to say this about these books. I don't know about the Heisler one. (laughs) Seems like he's doing okay on his own. All of these books are by writers who just like you, Jeff, who work their butts off to make these books happen. Mm. And they're not ghostwritten. They're not, (laughs) they're not thrown together on a whim that takes hours and hours and days and days and weeks and weeks of work to put these together. And every issue that's sold means something to that photographer to that writer and yeah. so i i think that these books are possibly some of the best gifts that we could get or, or give um this holiday because not only are you going to get something great out of it but the person who made it is going to get that reward of, of selling yeah. something which is better than buying something off of amazon from some major corporation somewhere that said yeah. i do want to add one more book that i got this year that i just the more I look at it, the more I'm just wowed by it. And the, the quality of the book, the the amount of work in it, the sheer volume of this book is incredible. And that's Don Kormarechka's macro photography book. Oh, right. And I think you can get on Amazon. Now, Don has moved to Bulgaria. I don't know if you know this, Jeff. Don I did. Yeah. Uh, moved to Bulgaria and can't sell these books out of his house for the foreseeable future. And so if you can find one on Amazon, I would grab it. It is amazing. It is a book that... Even if you're not interested in macro photography, you just want to look at some amazing photos and learn the science and the practice of making these interesting photos. Uh, it's a great book. It's a fabulous book. And Don worked really, really hard on it. In fact, knowing Don, I would say that he probably worked so hard on it that he might make 30 cents an hour on these books <laughs> when all is yeah. said and done because uh, it, there's a tremendous amount of effort in that book.
0: Crazy. Yep. So amount. this is. Macro photography, the universe at our feet. Although I'm only seeing the Kindle edition
1: mm, on, okay.
0: on Amazon. So it might be, might be hard to get, be hard but to there get. are, there are other places to, to find books. Yeah. That's one the
1: the hard version. You know, the physical version is special. It's really amazing.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Nice. Yeah. So I think that'll that'll get us through one holiday season. What do you think?
1: I, I think we did pretty well. Hopefully, everybody's got a list made. Like I said before, we said it several times, go visit our show notes at photocombobulate.com and you'll find links to all of these things. Some of these links are going to be affiliate links, which will help us out. Some of mm-hmm. them will just be straight up links. If you don't know what an affiliate link is, it doesn't change the price. It doesn't change what you pay. It just kicks a little bit towards us. So we'll have all of those items in the show notes and even some photos of some of the stuff. We would love it if you came to photocombobulate.com and subscribe to our week our biweekly newsletter. So all this will do is tell you when the next episode is fresh. So go ahead and sign up for that. And that will pop up when you go to photocombobulate.com. And check us out on all the socials, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, everywhere you want to find those things. You'll find them mm-hmm. if you search for Photocombobulate. And
0: also, I'm going to throw in, what did we miss? What sort of things do you like or want for the holidays or are giving for the holidays? We would love to to expand our knowledge and share with the the greater Photocombobulate community. So uh, either drop us a line via Instagram or Twitter. We're both on Twitter or you can email us directly. All that information is at the photocombobulate.com website uh, because we want to know Other things too, because we're going to get to the point here in a few days or weeks when I need to figure out what the heck can I get Mason for Christmas? (laughs) I'm easy. Just
1: give me me more books (laughs) now.
0: Perfect. All right. (laughs) Say you some coffee, buddy.
1: We'll see you guys on the next episode and uh, make sure you get those lists out to your loved ones so they can order things early. It's hard to get things this year. So, really is better.
0: All right. Thanks, everybody.